0: Thank you. you. May be seated. I believe Lacey and Jennifer and Connor have got, got a couple of specials for us.
1: A peace I come to know. Though my heart. He is one, He has risen from the dead. everything
2: me.
0: doing good today. I can't get my wire to work right. (laughs) I've been in this long enough to know when the devil's working is when the Lord's trying to do something good. And it seems like everything we try to do the devil tries to stop this morning. But every special has been great. The choir special was wonderful. Both of these specials have been wonderful. Poor brother Kurt back there in the back is trying to do it all on his own. Uh, I think everybody's out, everybody's sick, but we still have a house full of people. Y'all are here to worship. To him be the honor and glory. And like I said, I hadn't been in this very long, but I've been in it long enough to know that God is here, that he's in our midst, and as long as he's here, that's all we need. And I'll tell you what, he's trying to do something this morning. And I don't know who it is and I don't know what it is, but I know he's here and he's trying to touch somebody. Let God work today. Let him work. Let him touch you. Let him save you. Let him bless you. Let him change you. I promise you, if you will let him have his way and will in your life today, you will leave this place different. Let him touch you. I've forgotten a lot of things But I hadn't forgotten the day that Jesus touched my soul and saved me and bought me and redeemed me. Matthew chapter 6, stand with me for the reading of God's Word. Matthew 6 and verse 25. Jesus said, Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body, what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat? And the body than raiment. Behold the fowls of the air. For they sow not, neither do they reap nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you by taking thought can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field. I love that. Consider the lilies of the field. How they grow, they toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you? O ye of little faith, listen to this, Therefore take no thought saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or wherewith shall we be clothed? For all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all of these things. Aren't you glad that God knows what we need? But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Dear Heavenly Father, bless the reading of your word. Lord, give me power to preach. Lord, I don't want to be seen, but I want you to be seen. Lord, I just feel like you're trying to do something this morning. Lord, I just feel like you got a plan. Lord, help me get out of your way. And I pray that your plan is fulfilled in this place. I pray that your will is fulfilled in our hearts and in our life. Bless this service. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. I want to preach to you on this subject. Stop worrying. Stop worrying. I got this sermon the other day, and I titled it Stop Worrying, and I began to get under conviction. And it's hard to preach something to a bunch of people that you hadn't got yourself. And I always was taught in seminary, before you preach it, you better apply it to your life first. And I wish I could sit here and say that I have conquered this because I have not conquered this. But I believe that every one of us has this problem. And as I was getting this sermon, I began to get under conviction. I said, Lord, Lord, this sermon is for me. And I I got the sermon together and I emailed it to Miss Denise. And it wasn't about 20, 30 minutes she hollered out, Boy, you're preaching to me Sunday, aren't you? (laughs) I said, Boy, I feel better now. It's not just for me. But don't we all worry Isn't it easy to worry, being a father, being a mother, being a husband, being a wife, living in this whole world, there's a lot to worry about. There's a lot to stress over. Look at the tragedy, look at the sin, look at the sickness, look at all that's going on. It's so easy to worry. Worry means to give way to anxiety or unease, to allow one's mind to dwell on difficulty or troubles. How many of us worry ourselves to death? We focus on the negative things. We go to bed at night and we can't sleep because we're worried. We're worried to death about the trials. We're worried, how are we going to pay our bills? We're worried, what are we going to eat tomorrow? We're worried about our job. We're worried about this and we're worried about that. To the point and to the place that God's people are beat down with worry. Worry is to fret, to agonize, to overthink, to panic, to be stressed or to stew. Have y'all ever worried before? I'm the only one. Shame on y'all. We've all worried. We've all been in a panic. We've all been stressed out. We've all been to that place that we didn't know what to do. So you know what we've done? We worried. Do you know that worry is a sin? Because when we worry, we're not giving it to God. And I'm the chiefest of sinners when I was 24 years old, I was put on high blood pressure medicine. I was talking to Matthew the other day. He said, my goodness, that young? I said, well, try pastoring pastor in a Baptist church. <laughs> I didn't know how to handle it. And I let it get to me, and the stress of it all began to weigh me down. And I've learned throughout the years, there's no point in worrying about it. Give it to Jesus. Give it to Jesus and leave it there. In the times that we do give it to him, we tend to go back and take it up and say, I can do this. If you want to quit worrying, you give it to Jesus and you leave it there. You let the master handle it for you. Jesus is fixing to provide three things to cure worry. But I want us to think about the context in which he's preaching here. And this is his first sermon, okay? And this is a sermon uh, here in in Matthew that begins in Matthew chapter 5. And the first thing that he begins to mention is blessed. Blessed. Nine times he's talking. In his very first sermon, he said, blessed. Blessed blessed nine times and the listeners knew exactly what he was talking about the Greek word for blessed simply means a joy that is unthinkable when these people heard this word blessed this was the kind of joy and happiness that you can only get in the heavens this is a joy and happiness that can only come From above. And so when he said blessed, they're thinking the ultimate happiness, the ultimate joy. Heaven on earth is what they're thinking. That They're thinking the only way to receive this kind of happiness and joy is to be in heaven. But Jesus says now you can have it on earth. But how many times our joy is robbed because of worry? And what does he do? He begins to preach on blessed. And then he goes from blessed to grace. And he said, you know what? No longer are we going to live by the law, but now we're going to live by grace. Guess what? We don't have to worry as much because we don't have to worry about the law because now we can trust in Him and experience the grace of God. Isn't it awesome that we don't have to live by the Old Testament law? You think you worry now. What about if you were dependent on your own works to go to heaven?" You'd be worried to death. What if you're dependent on your works to keep you saved? You'd be worried to death. Bless God, I don't have to worry about salvation. I don't have to worry about heaven. I don't have to worry about eternity because I know where I'm going when I die. I can worry about a lot of things, but bless God, I don't have to worry about that. And he said, get off the law and get on grace. Child of God... We need to get off the law. We need to get on grace. And we need to live by the grace of God every day. Aren't we blessed? Why are we worried? Isn't he big? Why are we worried? Isn't he great? Why are we worried? We know what he can do. We know who he is. We know that he's in control. Why are we worried? Jesus gives three cures here. He makes three statements. If you're with me, say amen. Notice what he said in verse 25. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life. Number one, if you want to stop worrying, take no thought for your life. Get your eyes off the physical. Get your eyes off of you. Get your eyes off materialism and get them on Jesus. Quit worrying about physical things. Quit making physical things the priority of your life. When you make the things of this world number one, you're going to worry yourself to death. You know why we worry so much? Because we're worried about some of the most foolish things. Because our attention, our mind, and our heart is set more on stuff than it is the Lord. Take no thought for your life. Preacher, I'm a man. i got to provide for my home. What do you mean take no thought for your life? Quit worrying about money. Quit worrying about food and clothes. Consider the lilies of the field. Consider how God feeds the birds. Consider how God feeds the animals. Consider how God provides. May I tell you today, you can trust in the Lord because God's going to provide for His children. Quit worrying. Take no thought for your life. Notice what He said back in verse 19. He said, lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Materialism. Enslaved. To stuff. He said lay not up yourselves stuff on earth. Don't put all of your focus on this earth but put it in heaven. Quit worrying about the physical things and worry about the spiritual things. May I tell you everything on this earth will be done away with one day. But what we've done with Jesus will last for all of eternity. You lay up more for eternity than you do on this earth. You can work yourselves to death for cars and homes and money and land. And guess what happens? It's going to burn up one day. But what you have with Jesus will last for all of eternity. Externalism. We're enslaved to the external to the material, to the, to, to the physical. We're enslaved. Isn't it amazing how these physical things has us in bondage? May I tell you, materialism enslaves the heart of man. Notice what he said there in verse 21. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. I wonder today, where is your heart? What is your heart set on? If your heart is set on stuff, then that's what you're going to be going after. If your heart is set on hunting, then that's what's going to be first in your life. If your heart is set on a, a sport, if it's on a hobby, if it's on this or that or a job, that's where you're going to go. Friend, put your heart on Jesus. Put your heart on the Lord. Put it where it belongs. Don't be enslaved by stuff. Be enslaved by Jesus. Be a servant of His. Boy, I got quiet when I got to meddling. <laughs> Be enslaved to Him and Him alone. Materialism enslaves the heart, but it also enslaves the mind. You can't think. You go to bed at night. How are we going to do this? How am I going to do that? It controls your mind when you're so hung up on stuff. Don't let anything control you but Jesus and Jesus alone. Let the Lord control you. Materialism enslaves the will. It enslaves the will. Do you know how we, where we've gotten to as Christians? If we're not busy enough, we're going to serve the Lord. Now, I know I'm not going to get any amens on this, and that's all right. But we have gotten to the place where we have to battle with our likes, our hobbies, and everything else. And if we have enough time, we'll serve the Lord. Materialism enslaves your will. When your will is about what you want to do rather than what he wants you to do, it's wrong. May I tell you, we do not need to be enslaved to materialism. Well, if I'm not doing anything else, I'll go to church. If I'm not doing anything else, I'll serve the Lord. If I, You know, if there's not a good show on, I'll read the Bible. Do not let it control you that way. Put Jesus first. How about we wake up every day and say, God, I don't care what comes along. I'm going to put you first in all things. Don't allow this world to enslave you. You've been set free from the bondage of sin. You have victory in your life. Don't bow down to the false idols of this world. But follow Jesus every day and walk in the victory. There's victory in Jesus. There's victory in walking with Him. Notice in verse 30. Number one, take no thought for your life. Verse 30, notice what he said. Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you? And he asked the question, O ye of little faith. <laughs> o ye of little faith. This is the second statement increase your faith. Jesus said, take no thought for your life. Number two, he said, increase your faith. You want to stop worrying? Increase your faith. I'll never forget there in the book of Luke chapter 17 when Jesus told the apostles, he said, if you trespass against thee seven times in a day, and in seven times in a day, turn again saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. And the apostles heard this, and this is what they asked. The apostles said unto the Lord, Increase our faith. Increase our faith. I'm glad they asked that because that makes me feel better about myself. You ever feel like your faith is not enough? You ever feel like the problem in our life is because we don't have enough faith? Why do we worry? Because our faith needs to be increased. Our faith needs to grow in the Lord. Do you realize the more faith we have, the less we would worry about things? We need our faith to be increased. So how is it that we increase our faith? In the book of James, James said under under the inspiration of God, Even so, faith, if it hath works, hath not works, is dead, being alone. So if you want to increase your faith, you must work your faith you got to put your faith in action. Well, what is faith? The Bible says that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is simply believing. You want to stop worrying? Believe in Jesus more and more every day. It's that easy. It's that simple. If you want to stop worrying, you have more faith in the Lord. It must be put to work. You believe in Him more and more every day, and your faith will be increased. You say, how do I do that? How do I put my faith to work? Every time something happens, instead of whining, instead of crying, instead of fretting, go to Jesus. Listen to me. If you want to increase your faith, increase your prayer life. The more you talk to Jesus, the more you know that Jesus is alive and well. Man, there is nothing like having faith when that line of communication is open between you and the Lord. Man, it's hard to have faith when you're not talking to the Lord. I'm telling you, if you and your spouse is not communicating, things are going to get bad, ain't they? It's going to get bad. Lacey was trying to tell me something during the uh, the singing up there, and I couldn't get it. Boy, she gave me that look. You know, you know. And I told them four boys, you see that, that's what y'all gotta look forward to right there. <laughs> but isn't it true? Isn't it true in our life? How many times in our life if we would just have faith and every day believe that Jesus can, believe that Jesus can deliver us, believe that Jesus can redeem us, believe that Jesus can save us, He can do it this morning. He can save your soul. He can help you through that valley. He can help you in the fire. And we got to believe that He can. And the more that we believe that He can, He will. You believe that He can. Do you believe Him? Do you believe his word to be true? Pray. Talk to him. Get the line of communication open. And my stars, open your Bibles and read it. No wonder we worry so much because we got too much dust on the Bibles. If your Bible is dusty, you're worried. You know what this Bible is? Full of promises. And the more I stay in the promises of God, the less I have to worry. Man, I get in this Bible and I hear the promise about heaven. And I hear the promise for grace and forgiveness. And I hear the promise uh, of what he can do for us. I hear the promise I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I hear the promise that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I hear these promises and boy, it makes me feel better. Get in this and your faith will increase. The Word of God will increase your faith. Serve Him. You want your faith to be increased? Serve the Lord. Are you all awake? Serve the Lord. Serve Him in the good times and the bad times. When you don't know what to do, just give Him glory and serve the Lord. Take no thought for your life. Increase your faith. Notice number 3 in verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Do you realize if you want to stop worrying, you must take no thought for your life, you must increase your faith, and you must seek first the kingdom of God. Whose kingdom are you worried about today? Where's your attention at? Your kingdom or His kingdom? What's the kingdom of God? Everything that belongs to Him. Everything that makes up who he is is the kingdom of God. The church is the kingdom of God. Hello? His word is the kingdom of God. Prayer is the kingdom of God. Faith is the kingdom of God. Everything in this world that identifies him or belongs to him makes up his kingdom. Whose kingdom are you worried about today? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness... Notice what he said. I'll take care of everything else. If you worry about me, I'll worry about your clothes. If you worry about me, I'll take care of your food. If you worry about me, I'll take care of the morrow. If you worry about me, I'll take care of everything else. Isn't it amazing when we stop worrying and we just put trust in him? God always works it out. How many times in your life he showed you over and over and over that he's still God. He's still the king and he just works it out. Every time me and Lacey could sit up here and exhaust you about the hand of God in our life. You cannot exhaust his goodness today. Somebody can amen that. You cannot exhaust his power and his greatness because every time that we've had a need, he's been there and he solved it and he cured it. I'm telling you, Jesus can do anything for you. Get your focus off of you and stuff and get your focus on the Lord. You know what I've come to learn? God knows how to provide for you better than you do yourself. When you think you know what you need, God knows exactly what you need and how you need it. That's why we need to trust Him. Notice what He said here in verse 32. For all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all of these things. Aren't you glad that God knows? Aren't you glad that God knows? Worry. We stay up at night, worried about health, worried about wealth. We go into this new year. What are we going to do here? What are we going to do there? Child of God, stop and put it in the hands of the Lord. Worry. This year, God has blessed promised land in a mighty way. But man, we've had some transitional things. And there's a few things that I've worried about. He solved every one of them. Isn't he good? Just when I think it's about to all fall to pieces, God just picks up the pieces and says, Dummy, just trust me, I got it. And he picks up the pieces and he puts it together. I'll never forget in June, I was back there on that back pew with Jeff Foster. And me and him, we fell on our face, no one what Brother Trey was about to do to resign and step forward in Sterlington and all of this. I've never been so scared in the ministry, not knowing. Isn't that the scary thing? That's what we worry about, the unknown. We don't know. You don't have to know because he already does. But we fell on our face back there and I said, Lord, I don't know, but I know you do and you take it. And what he's done with this church in the last six months has blown my mind. It has blown my heart. God has taken care. God has solved everything. He's God. It's all his. Everything belongs to him. Put your trust and faith in him and seek first the kingdom of God. Whose kingdom are you worried about today? If you're worried about your own, you're going to worry but get your eyes on his kingdom. One day this kingdom may not be seen right now. But every eye is going to see the kingdom to come. And one day when we get to heaven. We're going to get up there and we're going to realize. That all this stuff that we, were, we thought was so important. Wasn't near as important as we thought. The stuff that we kill ourselves over. We're going to get up to heaven and think, why in the world? When we get up to glory land and we get to see Jesus, what about those crowns that we get? What about those treasures there that will last for all of eternity? And I don't know about y'all, but I want to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. Quit worrying we got in our class this morning and along the same lines, isn't it amazing how God just puts everything together and harmonizes the lessons, the sermons, the songs. And some of the Breed Love clan was in there and What do you do? <laughs> Talking about the death of their family member, thirty-two years old. And you're saying, Preacher, you're telling us to stop worrying? what do you do when you when you come down and you get cancer and the doctor says you got six months what do you do? I told Miss Penny this morning I said Miss Penny I don't have the answers because I've never been through what you're going through but I know this you can never go wrong by trusting Jesus and God's people sometimes we got to reach down as deep as we can and say Lord I'm putting it in your hands. Promised Land, can I ask you to do a favor? Ask the Lord to take care of this coming year for you. You put this coming year in the hands of the Lord. I don't know how we're going to go forward. I don't know what lies ahead. But bless God, I know who holds it. And I know who's in control.